0: Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Via Williams.
1: I'm Wendy Papazan. I'm Seychelle Van
0: Poole. And I'm Sarah Reynolds.
2: Have you ever heard these statements and or thought them? Things like, I'm too old or too young for that. It's impossible to build an empire and have young kids at the same time. My career is going to have to wait. That does not work here. That's impossible, or I will never be able to do that. And the list could go on and on and on. All of these are examples of limiting beliefs. Whether we want to admit it or not, all of us are filled with things in our mind uh, that we call limiting beliefs. So these are beliefs that we have sort of ingrained in us that limit us right? And many times we will not do something if our mindset is not there, if our mind is not wrapped around it. I know that all of us have struggled with different limiting beliefs uh, sort of throughout our career and lifetime. And we are going to talk about six steps today um, in overcoming limiting beliefs. So real tactical uh, episode in terms of how to overcome something that holds many, many, many of us back. Um, And so these beliefs uh, can keep us really in our comfort zone, right? So limiting beliefs uh, try to keep us in our comfort zones. Sometimes they're not even, um, they're unconscious, meaning like we have no idea we even have them, Oh, right? mostly they're
1: unconscious. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mostly, Yeah,
2: but we view them as absolute truth sort of in our mind. Um, and so it takes a complete oh, yeah. sort of paradigm shift, right, to overcome uh, limiting yeah. beliefs. So, um, but we we want to start. I remember when we first um, launched this podcast, we made a commitment to our listeners to be vulnerable and transparent. And I have seen growth in myself as well as all of my co-hosts on this. Um, and so I would just want to open it up. What are some limiting beliefs that you guys have overcome?
0: Well, I I went through a massive, massive limiting belief. Like hurdle, I don't know what is. It? I jumped mm. over the hurdle. I was, um, I kind of went through a, I don't know, I never know what to call it. Like a life reset in 2017 mm-hmm. and 18. I was like 47, 48, kind of at that age, and um, I started pushing back thoughts that were coming into my head. That I think it's. I really want to go into like corporate leadership. Like I really want to go lead. Um, I wanted to go in that direction. And I just kept saying, I have no corporate leadership experience. No one's going to hire a 47 or 48-year-old. Like, that's just dumb. No one's going to hire me for that. I don't have any experience. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck doing this. I'm stuck doing this. And, you know, and I just, I don't know what the self-talk was, but I I just really believe that, you know, if you didn't start doing this whole thing when you were, I don't even know what I thought, like in your 30s, that it was just too late. I just thought it was too late. And and it's interesting because I did get into corporate leadership at forty eight, and I have read so many articles now. One of them is that women tend to have their peak earning years in their sixties. In their sixties, because well, we start a little later because we're having kids. I mean, you know, we just. I mean, I I my well that's a limiting belief. So is a lot of that can be a limiting uh, belief for me. Mm -hmm. It can be, yeah. Yeah. For me and a lot of women, I know though, like I've done this just as fast as a lot of guys. I just started a decade later because, you know, I chose to, I don't know, I just made different decisions. So
1: yeah, that was a big one. I love that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've overcome so many limiting beliefs. I mean, one of the good things about starting a business is you're challenging yourself almost on a daily basis Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, with what you can do and what you can't do. And you know, I know for me, I think that when I started my business, my kids were little, they were three and five. I really had a limiting belief around having a big business. Mm, And I think I've told you guys this before, but I officed right across from Tim Heil, who's another top agent in our company. Um, super great guy. I started my business in my late 30s. I was almost 40, and he was like 21. We started the same year, and he office right across from me. And I got to see his business grow really rapidly, and I saw the mess of it. I saw the mess of his of his growth. Um, I saw him coming out of his office upset a lot, you know. And I and I really was like, I don't want that. That to me is too uncomfortable. Um, I have little kids. I have a husband who's an executive. Like, I just didn't want all that mess. And at a certain point, I realized that I spent those first years mastering the art of leverage. And I, mm-hmm. I would call it an art. It and is, yeah. so, my mastering that art of leverage, it doesn't, you know, I didn't necessarily. Master lead generation and get it, get into all of that. But, but at some point, you know, we were at the same level, but we had, we'd gone about it a different way. And and I had, I had succeeded through people and he had succeeded by putting in the most hours possible. When I look back, I was okay with that because I got to uh, be at the same level. Uh, Of course, he does, he's gone on way beyond me, but, um, that realization of, you know, what you focus on really makes a difference. And I got to have all those hours with my family all those years, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was great for me to really understand that I could have everything that I wanted. I could have my big life and my my big business at the same time. It's just, I had to approach it a little bit differently. But for many years, I would literally look at him and say like, no, that is not for me. I think, Wendy, That's there are really so, good.
2: there are so many... Young moms that can relate to what you're saying right now. I remember um, speaking every time I was pregnant and uh, without fail, a young wife would come up to me and say, we, we wanted to have a baby, but we, I'm scared because I don't think I can um mm-hmm. get pregnant right yeah. now cuz what about my business what am i going to do right and um so many limiting beliefs around having a big life being an awesome mom being an awesome wife and at the same time having a, a big business i think a lot a lot a lot of moms or want want to be moms they do uh, really struggle mm-hmm. with that limiting belief so I- i'm glad you're that
0: cuz i coach them yeah. and they do it's so fun yeah. They they just they it's a causation. To in their mind. It's a common, if you have a big a business, yep. then it'll cause you know an imbalance. Yeah. Life.
1: Well, yeah. we're we're really only a couple generations away from. You know, I think about my mom. Right, she was a mom in the seventies. Um, she had to quit her job as a secretary when she got pregnant because they wouldn't keep her. Basically, they said, "You're pregnant. You're, you're you don't get to come back." You know, so that's we're only yeah. yeah, we're only fifty years away from that in our society, so if you are thinking that, if you have that feeling in your head, if you have that limiting belief in your head, it's a very real limiting belief because our moms and our grandmas, they actually experience that uh, in real
3: in real time. Honestly, look at the track star Allison Felix. We're still dealing with that. Oh, I love. I mean, that. she's the greatest track star of all time, and yeah. her sponsor wanted to pay her seventy percent less because yeah. she was pregnant. Yeah. So we're still dealing, even with companies having limiting beliefs around women, our own societal pressures of putting limiting beliefs on us, and it. I think you have to fight that much harder to overcome it. I know. I've been pretty transparent about our team kind of imploding, like a month before COVID started. And I've had two huge limiting beliefs I've really been working through this last year. One of them is, if I build it back up, it's all just gonna go away again. And so I keep hitting Mm. the ceiling of hiring because I am uh, subconsciously Uh, limiting myself to say, if I go beyond this, it's all just going to implode again. And so I've really been working personally through that. And then the other one was, and it's something I allowed. So I take responsibility for this, but I allowed some of my former team members to, to kind of put in the mindset in my head of like, every time you leave town, the phrase that would be said to you would be, well, we're just trying to keep the team together while you're out of town. And it created this like mindset around, like, I don't deserve time Mm. off. Or if I take time off, like bad things will happen. And so I'm working really hard around the mindset of, like, I do deserve time off. And we're building great, wonderful leaders that are leading the team and smart and dynamic and capable. And we all deserve quality time off to refresh ourselves, to come back. But those are, you know, as as a mom and a wife and a business owner and all of those things, if we don't take our time off, Uh, We're not going to be good for anybody. And so those are, I'm working really hard on those two right now. I'm not completely there, but I would say I'm like, as we talked about in a previous episode, I'm like, you know, into the conscious competence of learning through those two right now.
1: Well, I love that Seychelles. And I think what that goes to is we all have beliefs around our work is our worth. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, uh, and that's maybe at the core of it. And we, we live mm-hmm. in a society where our work is our worth. And, um, you know, I talk to people in other countries and they think Americans are basically insane. You know, we have more money, we have more opportunity. We have uh, the ability to control our own life and our own destiny. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so many of us are workaholics and it's because we believe in our core that our work is our worth. And that we won't
3: be worthy if we don't work. That, I, I, I think, think I'm said. guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hand up over here. Yes. yes. Guilty as charged. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Now,
2: so much of what you said, say, I, I relate to. This year, we started doing the 12-week year sort of model and that has actually helped me so much mm-hmm. in this area because at the end of the 12-week yes. year, you're supposed to have a vacation if you hit your when you hit your goal. And so it's like I get permission to have my vacation. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but no, I've I've struggled yeah. with that for sure. One of my limiting beliefs that I've semi-overcome, but I would say very similar to you saying that I'm working on it still, is just this idea of being like worthy of certain talent. Um, in terms of wanting to work with you or mm-hmm. even approaching certain people, right? Um, that I sort of have in my mind, like, well, they would never take this role or they would never want to come work with me. or um, And so this limiting belief that I'm not a strong enough leader yet to sort of um, hire or approach uh, certain uh, people. And so that's something that I'm actively uh, working through, uh, but for sure a limiting belief that I've been... Um, Focusing on. So well, we're passionate about this topic.
3: Girl, obviously. you're worthy. You're, worthy. you're, you're so worthy. You are worthy. I'm hearing I'm hearing words though like worth. I'm hearing words like permission, right? I'm hearing words of like for me, fear, impatience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All those I mean, come into our limiting beliefs for sure.
2: Yeah. And I think we're all passionate about this because if you look at I, I know if you look at all of our growth. You will see that a lot of times it started with our mindset and overcoming a limiting belief. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, take off whatever area
0: that is. It is literally a correlation between the, the more you work on this and the more you get rid of your limiting beliefs and success. Like, like literally the people who become successful in whatever endeavor they're pursuing are the ones who got past limiting beliefs. It's just a Ooh. very simple equation.
3: Mm. Ooh. So Thank true. you for saying that. I
2: needed so to hear true. that today. So why do we have limiting beliefs? So why do we have
0: them, ladies? <laughs> yeah.
2: I think, I think a big thing is that it is our sort of defense mechanism, right? We're either... A lot of times it's like fear, or we have frustrations, failures, or maybe even some disappointments that sort of shape um, why we have limiting beliefs. And so like for me, for my example, like if I see someone talented and don't think that I... Can approach them about uh, joining me It's sort of the failure the fear of um rejection right, or you know mm-hmm. and so a lot of times that's why is a lot of fear fear led
3: yeah, yeah. So. well, you know and, and like so where you know if you look back you know where do our limiting beliefs come from right they they come from you know, family experiences and beliefs, and you know what our either our education or our mentors or our family put on us. you know a lot of times projection is a real thing, and so somebody's experience generationally or somebody's experience of how they view the world can easily be projected on somebody else to limit their potential. Um, you know, and I know that from my grandmother's on both sides, right had were fierce women. <laughs> <laughs> and their bravery, like, my my mom's mom had uh, an eighth grade education and went to go work for the Navy and uh, started working just as a clerical assistant and worked her way up actually to be head over all of the housing of the entire Navy um, by wow. the time she left the Navy. And, you know, it's things like that that I think... W- Where are the examples in our world? You know, can we find them in our family? Can we find them in our friends? Can we find them outside if we don't have them inside of our, you know, our own direct relationships to use those as inspirations to be able to share those with other people?
2: I I was thinking about this um, and a lot of us talk on our teams about like scarcity versus abundance mentality. And when I was reading up uh, for this episode, I started thinking about, you know, that probably wouldn't even be a thing if it weren't for the Great Depression. And I started thinking about my my Mima mm. and mm. how she has uh, had a scarcity mentality, right? Like saving everything, making there's not going to oh, be yeah. enough, oh, right? Yeah. And that is because of what she went through, right? Her family experiences and her beliefs that that sort of molded her into who she is, in a whole generation that molded her into who she is, Mm -hmm. that then had kids and they then had kids. And so that is where we see a lot of the threat of scarcity is because of their experiences. Um, And so limiting beliefs come from family experiences and beliefs. The other big one, which I already mentioned, is fear, right? Mm -hmm. Fear so much Mm -hmm.
0: impacts how we live, right? How we live. So that's a big one. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, you know, with that said, how do we overcome them? How how have we all overcome them? How have, you know, ultra successful people overcome their limiting beliefs?
2: Well, there's six quick and easy steps, Via. So I I was being sarcastic there because um, we're saying there's six steps, but these are not easy. (laughs) Uh, Overcoming (laughs) limiting beliefs is for sure uh, a journey. It's not a overnight six steps. So Wendy, why don't you start us off with step number one?
1: Sure. Well, the first one is to admit you have a limiting belief around it. And honestly, that's not easy at all. And probably you don't even know that you have a limiting belief around it, which is why having a confidant, a friend, a mentor, someone on your team, a coach, somebody who can point out your blind spots. I mean, guys, they're called blind spots for a reason. It's because we can't see them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And all of us have limiting beliefs. All of us have blind spots. And so having a friend or a confidant who can really point those out to you is super powerful. So powerful.
0: Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Number two is just recognizing that it just is a belief. It is not a fact. Like it's called limiting beliefs for a reason. It's a perspective that you have for whatever reason. And it is not fact, right? I was thinking about this earlier when you guys were talking. I was thinking of my wonderful, well-meaning mom who is constantly telling me how I'm working too hard you're working too hard this is you're doing too much and she just is constantly trying to tamp that down she doesn't she doesn't mean to but if i were less strong i might start believing that and having a limiting belief that it's not good to work hard and and i i just have decided that it's great mm-hmm. for me and who i am mm-hmm. to work hard it's great for my family for me to work hard and so you know there are people around you sometimes that you know it's just so reinforced it's subconscious like my mom has a limiting belief around hard work. She just does she thinks that, that you need to come, you know, there's just a certain amount of hours that you work to live. You don't live to work. She just doesn't understand it. You know, she just Yeah. anyway. That's what popped Yeah. In my well, head.
3: you know, and I, I love that via because that goes right into number three, which is challenge your own belief, right? And ask yourself some questions around those. Like, I love the question of like, how would I think about this belief if I were someone else, right? Like, how would Oprah feel about this belief? Or what would, you know, Steve Jobs say about this belief? Or Gary Keller, right? Is this belief really grounded? And can I find somebody else that could disprove this?
0: Yeah, I love that. Love that.
2: Such a big one. That, that, has, <laughs> uh, that has helped me a lot with that one question, say, on like, how does this person that I respect in that area see themselves and or are they asking, are they, uh, they'll ask someone talented to come join them. Right. And so I'm like, that has been a big question for me in overcoming
1: that belief for sure. I love that. I just would add that, you know, you would, you could ask yourself, would I be okay if my son or daughter said this, right?
2: If, you're, if your son or daughter said,
1: Hey, I don't, I don't think it's okay to grow a big business and have a family at the same time. How would you respond to that? You know, so. Pretend that it's your kid saying it and see how that feels. That's really fair Mm, too. That is so good, Wendy. That
3: is really good. So good.
2: Uh, Step four is recognize that there's an impact to you not overcoming this belief. I had a... Wendy and I had a pretty big... experience four to five years ago on social media before we were even really really good friends um but i sort of had this idea that i couldn't handle speaking a lot being a good mom uh being a good wife and also uh running a big business and so i sort of stayed in the background i didn't you didn't see me on stages or out there uh speaking i had this belief that it just that was that can't be part of my time right now with with the young kids, and I had posted about that. Um, seven, so we're in the real estate industry, as many of our listeners know, and our industry is sixty five percent of realtors are females, right? Um, but only thirty uh, percent of the top real estate businesses are female led, and so I did a post about that, right? And um, Wendy reached out and said, you know, I've noticed you're not speaking up. You're an example of a powerful female, but you're not putting yourself out there. You're not speaking up. And so my limiting belief was actually impacting other young moms, other females that they couldn't see that it was possible, right? Because I was sort of staying in the background. And so when we don't, when we choose to sort of give into fear or not overcome a limiting belief, it has an impact. Um, so just remembering the seriousness of that. Um, and so what are the consequences of holding on to your limiting belief? How will that impact your family? How will that impact your friends? How would that impact the world if you don't overcome that limiting belief? So.
1: Wow, so, so powerful.
0: I, I love that so, so much. And I, and I also would add to that, Sarah, like you're, you're, you're talking about impacting others, right? It'll impact your life you know yes. ask yourself what the impact is on your life if you don't you know achieve what you want to achieve and you know whatever whatever that is right and and ask yourself if you're going to be able to forgive yourself when you're 80 90 years old looking back you know that mm. that was it that's what that stopped me you know that's i do fair. that a lot i go back in time a lot i go god when i'm you know 80 years old sitting on my patio am i going to look back and go what an idiot that was nothing via like go why didn't you go for <laughs> it then right I think yeah. I will always tell myself That's to think good. that I should That's have thought good. bigger and that I should have pushed past it. So it's like a little uh mind hack I do. I do all the time when I'm struggling with something. Like, okay, when I'm 80 and I'm looking back, am I gonna look back on this and go, that was dumb?
1: Yeah. Well, nobody wants regret. And 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 to be clear, you know, to Sarah's point, not everybody has to be an inspiration. Not everyone has to be a role model. It's okay actually if you want to sit back and kind of do your own thing. You don't have to go out and speak. But like I knew Sarah and I knew her heart. And uh, and here she was articulating her frustration when she could have done something about it. and And so to be clear, like not everybody has to get out there and do all the things. Like that's not what we're saying. But if you feel passionate about something, don't let a limiting belief about what's possible hold you
3: back.
2: Yes, I think this is a this would be a great time to listen to our What Brings You Joy episode. Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of things that bring us joy, we have limiting beliefs around doing more of that or, or wanting that, right? So knowing Wendy knew that it would bring me joy to have an impact on impacting more female leaders, right? In our organization and in our industry. And yet that would bring me joy, but yet I wasn't doing anything about it because of my limiting beliefs. And so look at that joy list, and say like, so whatever brings you joy and then connect the two and what limiting beliefs do you have around maybe doing more of that, running towards your joy, so.
1: I love that. Well, and thank you, Sarah, for removing that limiting belief because you've really impacted so many people, me included, you know, I really- Me included. I, I really sincerely love how you you do do it all. I know you don't do it all, but I sincerely love how you are an advocate for- moms and women and and you know you're such an incredible business person and um, I really appreciate everything you've done. So yeah. You too. You guys are making me cry. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet. So. So, number oh, five it's number five, Wendy. <laughs> number five. Okay, that's me. Sorry. I got a little <laughs> tense there. Uh, okay, so number five is to pick a new belief, right? Think about trying the opposite. Uh, a great way to do this is through affirmations. So those of you mm. that don't, uh, do affirmations, uh, affirmations are basically saying what you want to have happen over and over again, either out loud or in your brain, because your brain actually doesn't discern the difference between what you tell it by speaking and what actually it thinks it knows. And so you can change your belief, right? And, and, and it's not easy, guys. I'll tell you, you know, I had the, privilege of having a wealth-building conversation with Dan Grebe last night. A lot of you know I'm an exceptional human being. Um, and here's someone who is carved out of poverty and pain and suffering, And he has very consciously chosen uh, new beliefs and a new way to live his life. And, And he's such an incredible human being. A lot of that is through everything that we're talking about here, reading affirmations, because he's literally had to tell his brain that everything that he learned when he was a child is true. Because basically they tell you at age seven and then by age 14, your whole personality is set in stone. Everything you think, everything you do, everything you believe is set in stone at age 14, which is why it's very hard to do what we're talking about today. It's hard to change your beliefs. But affirmations is one way to do it because you're basically training your brain over and over and over to think the opposite. So if you have a limiting belief, try turning that into a statement around the opposite, which is, for instance, like for me, a limiting belief was I can't have a business, big business and have a family. And so wake up every day, look yourself in the mirror and say, I can have a big business and a family mm-hmm. at the same time. So, do you want to hack on that? On yeah, affirmation? A hackermation? No, affirmation. Hack-er- oh, it's <laughs> oh, oh, terrible. She that, was that's a good one. that was terrible. That was good. Sorry. Wendy was good. the
0: wordsmith no, comes that out. Bad. I thought it was good. Hackermation. <laughs> Okay, I like hackermation, but whatever. Um, the, there is an app, and by the way, the app is not like we're not. we're not getting paid for this app, but it's called ThinkUp. Okay, and you record mm. affirmations in your own mm. voice over a music bed, and Ooh. they give you like hundreds and hundreds of them wow. to choose from, or you make up your own. And during that period of transition in my life yeah. that I talk about a lot, kind of. You know, when I just completely change careers, move my house, like remargin my life for my financial journey, all of that, I listen to think up every single morning, and it's your own voice talking to yourself. Um, to this wonderful music bed. It's really, truly one of the best apps I've ever had. I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't used it as much lately, which is probably a good sign, you know, that that I haven't like felt as compelled to. But there are times that when I go through certain things that I will record very specific affirmations and just play it, you know, in the morning on my way in uh, before I, you know, if I have an important meeting or an important call, it's just a, a great, I That's love it. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Good tip. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, and that goes to number six. I have number six, which is take action, Jackson. <laughs> no, there's no Jackson. But take action. I mean, you know, um, I think from? the I think it's best in the show. Yeah. Action Jackson. Yeah. Was it a
3: show? I think it's a show.
0: I do not know mm-hmm. that, but I, you want me to Google that for Get you? one of our assistants <laughs> to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of our production assistants <laughs> lit, that's hanging out in the <laughs> wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. The whole, the control crew. This, they're this like, here, why? why to do to you do this to With to the soundboard. and. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they're looking it up mm-hmm. right now as we speak. I guarantee it. Um, it's like Seychelles' dog is basically Atari. typing like, Atari, on his paws. That that's, about, that's about who we have.
3: <laughs> if he starts barking, No, it's but I mean... Um, just so you know. Yes. That's what he's
0: doing. He's just, Yeah the best way to get forward on something, um, even if you might be in a little bit of a rut about something is to get into motion, get into yes. action. And and I, I say this a lot, but getting some clarity up front about what the chunked down activities are and just, you know, starting with that first domino and, and just taking some kind of action and start implementing. Because I often think that step one isn't what's intimidating. It's step like 67. And we, mm. in our brains, we go from step one to 67. And it sounds really, really intimidating and in a reality, all we need to do is like walk out the door and then we can turn right and then we can turn left. And then we, you know, before you know it, you've walked 20 miles, but it, it, walking 20 miles sounds really hard, yeah. right? So just getting into action and getting some clarity on at least what you think the action steps are, knowing, knowing you can pivot, right?
1: Okay. So, yeah. oh, are before you going to answer wrap, you, Seychelles? Yes. Did you just look it up? Yeah, I did. Okay. Action Jackson,
3: Action Jackson. Okay.
1: Yeah, we don't want to leave our viewers. No, yeah,
3: our Go for it. our uh, Hatari did some puppy googling, and he figured out that Action Jackson <laughs> is named for a Detroit Cop, who is slow to take offense to things, but when he does, man, you better get out of the way because Action Jackson is coming for you. Action,
1: Action Jackson. Jackson. That's hard to say. It.
3: Also, but since I'm coming to you from okay. Michigan, I felt like it was only appropriate that I I told it you about movie, the Detroit Cop. It by is. The way. It's not... Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a real guy. Yeah. You made it sound like
3: it was like a real cop. No, it is. It's no, like it's a movie it's cop. a okay. named for Detroit cop, though. It was oh. a Detroit cop. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. For reals. Jackson okay. Jackson. Detroit cop. Makes me like it even better. Now you're going to have to use it more. Use it more. So no. take action, Jackson. Yeah. Well, you guys, this has been really great. I think... Whatever your name is. Whatever your name is, take action. You know, y'all, this is... Awesome. Um, Thank you for joining us today because I think this is something that the four of us are still in the active pursuit of, right? And I love that this really gives it... Yeah, it's a forever thing. We're always going to run into limiting beliefs and ceilings, and then we have to break through them and overcome them. So admitting, number one, right? Admitting you have that limiting belief and recognizing that it's just a belief and it doesn't have to be your truth right? I love the example of Dan Grebe. I think we have several friends that we could talk about and our own personal stories from that too, right? And then getting into questioning, why do I even have that belief? Or is that a belief I need to have? Recognizing that by not overcoming it, you're actually not only impacting yourself, but you might be actually holding others back too. And I love Wendy, you you having that conversation with Sarah today. And then the beauty of it is it's our life and we get to choose a different belief. We get to we get to choose what our destiny is and, and we get to choose to consciously overcome that and change what our truth is. And then as Via beautifully said, go take action, Jackson. We want you to live a big business and build a big business. But more importantly, we really want you to live an even bigger life. And that's exactly what this episode is about today. So remove those limiting beliefs and go live a big life, you guys. Thanks for joining. Bye. Thank, Thank you. Guys.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.